0: Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Today we have April on the show, and I am so excited for you guys to listen to this interview. April has been a client of mine since the beginning of 2020, and I just... Absolutely adore working with her. She is one of the hardest working individuals, and she really makes such a change in everything that she is involved in. So, she works currently with Lady Crush Crew, All In Beta, and Petite Ascension, just to name a few, on top of having a nine to five job and training. She's got to fit it all in somewhere. So, in this interview, we really dive into how she selects the brands that she works with. Um, She's a La Sportiva passion athlete. We talk all about her training, her mindset work that she's been doing and how she really balances it all. I think you guys are going to love this episode. Today we have April Herrera here with me. I am so excited to be able to talk to her. She is such an inspiration, not only to me, but to so many as well. So let's go ahead and dive into this interview. April, why don't you go ahead and tell my audience a little bit about yourself and what got you into climbing?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks again for having me, Chelsea. I'm stoked to be here. Um, so I'm April. I'm based in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. I've lived here all my life. Um, I started climbing at the age of 23 um, as a uh, first date with my now boyfriend, Walter, um, over at our local climbing gym, Mission Cliffs. Uh, surprisingly, I actually like was terrified of climbing, Uh, I have this huge fear of heights, so, like, getting on top rope for, like, the first time and looking down and, like, trusting the rope was just like, wait, 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 this is a thing, people like this, this is fun, this screams, like, death, so, (laughs) um... I wasn't really like super fond of climbing when I initially started out. It took me a lot more time to sort of warm up to the sport. Um, You know, the more comfortable I got with being on a rope and like trusting the system and trusting my Blair. Um, Eventually I'd say probably, you know, six months after Initially, going to the gym the first time, I started to make it more of a routine, primarily because of the way I noticed climbing was like changing my body. Um, I didn't come from a background of a whole lot of physical fitness. Um, you know, the only prior physical activity that I was participating in was running. Um, I ended up getting like a shin splint at one point when I was trying to train for a half marathon and then. Subsequently, stopped running. Um, so climbing was like very hard for me. Um, I remember for at least probably like the first year, my upper muscles and my like back were constantly in pain, and my poor boyfriend had to like massage my back every single time we came back from the climbing gym. Thank you, Walter. <laughs> um, but you know, like I just got so much stronger and I never thought I would have like back muscles and arm muscles. Like which was never a thing I anticipated and like seeing that sort of become a thing. I was just like, oh man, I need to keep this up. This is just, you know, like it just it was so great. And it made me feel so much more confident in myself. Um, but it really wasn't until I started working with you where like that confidence sort of like, flourished more and um being more involved with you know uh community organizations and like making sort of friendships with other people and going out climbing with other people besides like my boyfriend where I like really started to thrive um so that was sort of more of like my climbing story as just like a general person um You know, I have interest in like, you know, playing video games, acting, voiceover, photography. Uh, As a day job, I'm a paralegal for a trust and estates law firm. I've been a paralegal since 2013. So it's been quite a while. So lots of things going on in different areas, but it's all fun. I love it.
0: Yeah. And okay. So tell me a little bit about how you balance working full time with training and climbing and especially being able to adapt that to what's happening right now. And for you being in California, the gyms still really aren't open for you guys.
1: Yeah. So honestly, it's exhausting. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm usually a like eight to fiver for work. Um, And then once I'm done with work, Uh, prior to COVID, I was going to the gym about probably three to four times a week um, and was probably staying there until about, you know, almost closing time, which during the week was at around like 10, 30, 11. Um, So there were very long days uh, because then I would have to wake up at 6.30 the following morning to get up and get ready for work. Um, You know, with the community organization stuff, with uh, organizations like Petite Ascension and Lady Crush Crew, you know, that would sort of dictate, you know, if I had to switch like a training day, um, because you know, I'm usually not climbing on those days. I'm either taking photos, videos, or helping host the event there. And then once I get home from that event, then like trying to edit them before I go to bed or like the following day. Um, so it's, it's a really huge, um, time scheduling crunch uh constantly using my calendar to sort of plan out like what days you know we're going to be packed with one thing and then i would say okay well you know i have like tuesday thursday free so those are going to be my training days and like the other days i have this this this, and going on so um yeah it was constantly like shifting things around and being okay with being fluid uh in terms of what it looks like now um thankfully I was able to build like a little home wall in my garage um it is honestly the tiniest home wall I think I've seen so far which <laughs> is totally fine it, it, you know it serves a purpose it's you know the setter needs a little work but you know <laughs> we're making do with what we got um and there's also uh, a hangboard set up down there so What's nice about that is, like, I have everything all in one spot, so I'm not having to, like, come back upstairs, do some hangboard work, and then come back down, climb. It, it, it just it makes it all in one dedicated area, so I'm, you know, really focused on what I'm doing. Um, the nice thing about COVID, I guess, or, you know, the whole change in, in my um, routine has been that you know, I've been working from home a good majority of the time. So once I'm done with work for the day in my room, I'm able to just jump right into like a training routine if I wanted to, um, without having to worry about, you know, infecting other people or coming across <laughs> other people because it's only me who's training on it. Um, so that's, it's been good in that way. Uh motivation though has been a little difficult as I'm sure it has been for most people. Um, You know, when this first happened, I was super psyched because I was like finally feeling like I was making progress. I had climbed uh, my very first V4 in the gym and then the shutdown happened and I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose all my gains. Like (laughs) why? Why did this happen right now? Uh so I went through like a little bout of you know uh depression there for a bit um and uh you know once I've sort of allowed myself to grieve the whole like loss of the gym, um I was able to like you know just kind of put myself in perspective, saying, Hey, look, like this doesn't look like this is ending anytime soon, like you know let's find another way to make training still more fun with even without the gym being there um so like you know, talking with you and coming up with like different plans and like how to make things still fun. Like like our little, um, sport climbing, like, uh, routine on the actual, like hangboard was uh, fairly interesting and it still kept it fun. And it wasn't like just, Oh, I was dreading, you know, doing another workout like that. Um, so
0: yeah. Yeah. You are supremely motivated. Um, as a coach, one of the questions that I get the most is like, well, I don't have any motivation. Like, you know, I want to train. I want to get stronger at climbing, but I just don't know when things are going to change. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back outside again. So for you, what is kind of that thing that is the light at the end of the tunnel? Like, what do you tell yourself in order to get motivated after those long days that you have at work to go downstairs and go train? You
1: know, like, one of the things that always, like, makes me, like, want to go down and train is, like, one of the things you usually harp on, like, in your stories and stuff is that, like, you have skin in the game, like, when you're paying for a coach, you know what I mean? Like, the way I think about it is, like, okay, well, I'm spending X amount of money to get personal training, so, I mean, I have to make this work it worth it, otherwise I'm just squandering some money that I could be using for, like, something else, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, not to make it, like... (laughs) You know, but it, it's something that like makes you say, okay, I need to do this. You know, whereas like if it was just sitting there, like, and it was something I downloaded off the internet, I am like a hundred percent positive. I wouldn't be doing it because it, it just gets old. It gets old. Like it, it does. Um, the other thing is too, is that like, you know, despite this being, you know, basically keeping most of us home for the last six months or so. Uh, there will be an end to it at some point. Right. So there will be a return to quote normalcy, whatever that will be. But, you know, climbing gyms will probably reopen at some point here in California, the outside will always still be there. Um, So just sort of keeping that in mind and saying, look, like, you know, this is not all for naught. This is not, you know, like something that's just never going to happen. And I'm going to be stuck at home forever. Um, so why not just use the time that I have to, you know, where I'm sitting idle rather than sitting on the couch and watching TV and binging shows like Tiger King all the time. (laughs) Um, like just, you know, put that time to extra use and, and make it sort of worthwhile. So once things do sort of go back, like I'm still at the same spot, if not even stronger than what I was at when the lockdown happened.
0: Yeah. And I mean honestly you have such a great mindset around this too because you you totally could just sit on the couch and kind of play into that like well we don't know when things are going to open back up again but you're really taking this time to work on and improve your climbing even if you're not sure when you're going to get out again and I know in California recently it's been you know like really smoky and you've gotten back into running again lately so for you like how has that been to get back into running again, and then kind of have that also be taken away from you.
1: So that was actually very difficult for me to like deal with, because at least, you know, with the introduction of running back into my routine, it was sort of mixing up, you know, what I was already doing at home with my home wall and the hangboard. Um, As I said, you know, things do get old. So sort of like having something else to supplement, what I was doing also in, you know, in, improving my cardio, which I will say was not so good when I started running again, um, <laughs> you know, just made, made things, you know, just feel a little bit more exciting and, you know, made it like something like I wanted to do. I actually looked forward to going out and running, um, every other day. Um, I will say the smokiness did not help with the psych. It definitely felt a little draining, Um, but again, as with like the same situation with COVID, I knew it wasn't going to be smoky forever. I just had to sort of wait it out and, you know, figure out what else I wanted to do. Um, you know, the break from running was probably a blessing in disguise because I was starting to feel some sort of knee pain and it might've been related to like my prior running injury, unfortunately. Um, But since, you know, the wildfire smoke has kind of cleared away for the time being, um, you know, I've been able to get back into running again and, you know, I still enjoy it, but it just feels just as hard (laughs) again. Uh, It's always fun with cardio, but hoping to improve that, what is it, O2 saturation? Um, yeah, I, I do not do well at altitude. I do not do well with long approaches. So like the running I'm hoping will like make a lot of those things feel a little easier as time goes on. So fingers crossed, but, um, you know, I'm planning to, at some point, if I can work myself up to what my goal was, you know, years ago and be able to run a, um, half marathon, but, slowly but surely I'm not gonna you know risk getting injured pushing it too far which is what I've known to do so
0: (laughs) yes you are a supremely motivated athlete I mean that's we've been working together what for nine months now I think Mm -hmm. maybe almost 10 and that's one thing about you that's just so different than a lot of other people is I give you a plan and you're like great is there anything more I can do? And I'm like, okay, maybe let's calm it down a little bit and rein it back in, you know, like focus on these aspects. You're going to get a lot of benefit out of that. So since, you know, you've been incorporating a lot of running and the cardio, you know, where do you see that it really benefits your climbing and where are those parallels?
1: You know, I feel like, you know, with the bouldering, especially it, it feels like it's helped improve like my breathing. I'm not as like out of breath. Um, It's made me more aware of how I'm breathing while I'm on the wall, you know, before that I had a a tendency to like just hold my breath until I basically came off the wall. So it was just like, (laughs) you know, after the fact. Um, And I just, it's also like helped, I think with my core, Uh, you know, I recently came back from a run, uh, what was it? Probably a week ago or so. It was like a four mile run, four or five miles. And I came back, and the next day I was just so sore in my abs, and I was just like, "Ah, uh, this I did. I don't think I did any crunches that day, so it must have been from the running." Uh, you know, which is obviously great for my home wall because you know it's for the most part overhung for the last two panels. I think that's around like a thirty-degree angle for that wall, so. It's definitely been helping uh me stick to the wall still even when the angle increases so um yeah i I love it uh you know not it, not everyone loves running, but you know I, I feel like if you give yourself enough time you you will eventually be like, okay, this isn't so bad." But I've also learned that like you don't have to run like the entirety of like the mile, you know, or the entirety of whatever your run is. So like when I say I go running for four or five miles, I it's definitely not straight. Like I am like taking like little walking breaks here and there. Um, just because like it's just how I I do well with it, you know. Like I otherwise I'd be doing like thirteen, fourteen plus like, you know, miles or like miles per minute. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever. whatever. I was like, wait, miles per minute. No, I mean miles per hour. You know what you know what I mean.
0: For those of you who don't know, April's also really, really fast. <laughs> just a little.
1: Yeah.
0: So you said before everything shut down, you were climbing your strongest. You just had sent your first V4, which is super exciting. You know, I remember the day that you messaged me about that. And what are kind of some of the goals that you are trying to refocus on, you know, maybe for the end of this year or going into next year. And Really keeping those in mind, you know, when you're training, but like, what is it about getting stronger that is like so appealing to you?
1: You know, for me, it's always been like a personal competition with myself. Um, You know, I went from being like not able to do a pull up to now being able to do a few obviously with like a couple minute break here and there. Um, so it's always been like, okay, well, what can I do? Like, what else can I do? What else can I make my body perform and excel at? And so for me, you know, going into the S- the rest of this year, it's sort of the same, um, mindset that I'm looking at. Like, yeah, my gym goals were like four or five and there's really no measurable way for me to like, see if I've met those goals since the gyms are closed and I probably won't Like, even if they did open, I probably won't go until maybe sometime next year. Um, But, you know, I can sort of measure that based off of, like, how I'm climbing on my home wall. You know, like, when I initially started, it was fairly difficult to, like, not purposely cut feet like I was just cutting because of the angle because I usually try to avoid overhanging walls (laughs) and now I have no choice (laughs) so um and then I've also sort of shifted like for the rest of this year um to climbing sort of outside when the opportunity presents itself um and sort of keeping you know the goals of what's in the gym or what I want to do in the gym versus what I want to do outside very clearly defined because what I could do in the gym is not necessarily what I could do outside. I know that with a hundred percent certainty uh, as much as I climbed my v4 in the gym, I know for a fact it 's probably not the equivalent of what i 'm going to be able to do outside just quite yet um, and i 've mainly tried to focus right now on um, mindset while outside. Um, as you know, you know, I usually get in like maybe a few trips outside, um, every year just because of my busy work schedule. So, um, when I do go outside, I've been trying to make myself, not make myself, but I've been trying to, um, you know, go, go leading more sport climbing outside, um, and just sort of paying attention to what I'm feeling what I'm thinking, you know, not only leading up to it, but in the moment of it. Um, you know, when I first worked with you in the beginning, I sort of told you, like, I was like super gripped and terrified and like just overly thought about everything. Like bombs are like sweaty before I even like get there sort of deal. And, you know, this most recent trip, you know, when we went to South Lake Tahoe back in the early September, um, you know, I, I, hopped right on. There was no sort of hesitancy about it, it just tied right in and just went up. And, you know, when that sort of fear of falling came back I remember that we had talked about like having like a mantra like while you were up there and I was just like took in a deep breath and I was like okay you got this April just keep going and just sort of thought about one move after the next and not really paying attention to like you know the, the irrational like voice in the back of my head that was like you're gonna fall you're gonna fall you're gonna die like this is bad you know um, and, it, and it worked and I was totally fine and i i sent it and it was great you know um so that's sort of like where i'm shifting in terms of goals for this year is just you know like i said because the gyms are going to be closed for the foreseeable future so let's shift to priorities which is fine i think with all this you know with the current situation i think everyone has to be a little bit more adaptable to you know goals and and progress and things like that. And, you know, not to be too hard on yourself if you're not meeting those particular goals because, you know, these are just different times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell too, like the the mindset work that we did is really sticking with you because even when you were talking, you were rephrasing what you've been saying. So like (laughs) using words like you know my indoor grade doesn't match my outdoor grade yet and really keeping that in mind and i think that that is huge for a lot of people because they almost just define you know their singular performance as you know this is kind of the end all be all and for you being able to rephrase those things and say like yeah i had major progress in this area but i know i'm still working on other things i think that that's really really cool and that's that is the power of mindset work and for you to kind of know that hey i'm going to shift this and yeah we're still going to train we're still going to focus on that but like what else can I do to help move my climbing forward? Maybe this, you know, time period is a big opportunity for that. So Mm -hmm. with that, like you're, you're super busy and I know you fill your time with a lot (laughs) of things and you're a part of so many organizations. So how do you find the time for that? And honestly, like what inspires you to work so hard for them? And let's definitely touch on each one of those organizations as well.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, a lot of the organizations that I work with, uh, you know, the Lady Crush Crew, Petite Ascension, and All in Beta, um, were sort of things that just kind of like not necessarily fell into my lap, but like they were, you know, they were just starting to evolve, um, when I got introduced to them. So the Lady Crush Crew, I think, hosted their first meetup ever at Dog Patch Boulders when I like met with the gals and I just sort of attended every, you know, Meetup that they had since, and they were like, Oh, hey, we like recognize you because you're always here. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Um, and you know, their whole message of just like empowering women, you know, to like climb together and like crush, you know, projects and stuff, regardless of grade, whether that's your first time up a V0 or like your first V10, you know, whether that's inside or outside or whatever. Um, I found really empowering. Um, you know prior to like meeting up with these organizations i primarily only climbed with like my boyfriend and his friends um which you know was great and there's nothing wrong with that at all but i think there's also something to be said about like climbing with other women and just being around you know other women's energy Um, I personally like feed off of other people's energy. And so like being around all of these other women who were just like, yeah, like get it, you know, kind of deal, uh, was really awesome. And, you know, I've had experience, um, you know, just as being in like my professional life, um, you know, volunteering my time and stuff. So this wasn't something that was sort of out of the norm for me to do. Like, I just, I Give very freely, and it's just something that gives me personal satisfaction to do. But you know, obviously, coordinating that amongst like a couple other groups <laughs> is a little difficult. Um, and you know, I feel like you know, in terms of like responsibilities and things like that with the groups, it's just sort of you know communicating you know between who you're working with and saying, hey, like I have a deadline, to, you know, to do you know, produce a video for this group. Do you mind if I work on this, you know, on this date or, you know, sort of allowing for um a shift again in sort of priorities and communicating that with other people I find is, you know, the most helpful in terms of, you know, getting things done and making sure everybody's like content. Um, I find that most people are like, that's totally fine if you just tell me, just let me know and I can like work with it, you know. So yeah, they're they're great people, they're great folks. Um Natalie, who I work with very closely with Petite Ascension, is an amazing person. Um, you know, she put together that women's event that you came to in March, right before the shutdown. And like having that massive turnout of 50 plus women at dog patch was just so, it was so awesome. And like we, I remember her and I were talking together and it was just like, uh, uh, like, she's like, Oh yeah. Like there was like the, you know, RSVPs up to like 50 people. It's like, is this really going to happen? Like I didn't expect this many people. And it was just, you know, it was just an awesome moment for us to see like how much that community had grown. Um, you know, and it's obviously couldn't be without the founders of those communities. So big shout out to Sabrina of Lady Crush Crew, Natalie of Petite Ascension, and um, Mel and Jeremy of All In Beta.
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, honestly, it's communities like that that I think are allowing a lot more people to envision themselves being able to climb and being able to be not only like comfortable, but supported in the community as well, even if they don't climb V10. And I think for a lot of people, you're really inspirational because you're a part of all of these and you've really stepped into a leadership role in all of these different um, organizations. And you're also a passion athlete for La Sportiva. And I am so like blown away with the brands that you work with. Like, how do you go about selecting those brands and being able to really like represent them so well too.
1: Yeah. So a lot of it is like primarily like, do I identify with the brand and their values? You know, um, most of the brands I work with, I sort of do my own research on them before I either approach them or after they've approached me, Um, you know, and and see how that sort of conversation goes or, you know, based off of my research, see you know, what comes of it. Um, you know they are all wonderful folks. I like to deal with folks that primarily are like volunteer organization based um, just because I, like I said, I like to just donate my time freely. I don't want to like make f- people feel like obligated, <laughs> like, you know, like charge me or charge them or anything like that. Um, and it also like helps towards like accessibility of things. You know what I mean? I feel like cost, especially the climbing itself, the cost of barrier to entry is just so high between the gym membership, shoes, chalk, if you're, you know, want to get into lead climbing, sport climbing track climbing even you know uh harness like draws uh you know actual trad gear things like that it it just goes on and on so like if i can impart any sort of wisdom or like help provide you know representation for folks who don't necessarily see them themselves in climbing media if i could do that like you know why not you know like i don't want to be like a barrier like you know a barrier to entry or make people feel like they're not like represented in the sport or there's some sort of you know financial barrier as a result um but yeah like it it's been phenomenal working with these folks um it's funny that you mentioned Los Fortiva because I honestly applied with them and it was like I felt like it was like a shot in the dark when I applied it was like a shot in the dark I didn't anticipate getting in And when I got the email saying, you know, I got in, I was just like, oh, they have the wrong person. They didn't mean to send this to me. (laughs) This is for another April. (laughs) Has to be, you know, Um, just because of, you know, what's sort of been stereotypically been, uh, you know, what's quote a sponsored athlete, you know, like. I'll tell you right now, I'm not a 515 climber or, you know, or V15 climber. It's just not who I am. Do I have goals of maybe doing it? Maybe, you know, but as of right now, you know, I'm not. Um, But I think in part because of the, you know, work I do with community organizations and things like that is what sort of made me stand out amongst other applicants, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, But yeah, I think, um, I think brands are sort of shifting more of, uh, shifting more towards like the every man climber or looking for like folks to represent their brand that aren't, you know, necessarily the hardest climbers, but you know, maybe they're really involved with their communities or, um, you know, maybe they help, um, You know, in terms of like climbing media, making it so that like other folks are represented within climbing media. Like I think of like Lady Lockoff, Irene Yee, like, you know, she's a phenomenal photographer and I like aspire to be, you know, like her. Um, But I think that's where the industry is starting to shift slowly. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's more about like, what can the athlete do for the company and what amount of passion and <laughs> excitement can they build around the sport? And like I, you know, was telling you before we hopped on this interview, like, I think you inspire a lot of people to really have that deep love for the sport. And it is shifting and taking that focus away from like, okay, it's not just about how hard you climb, but like, do you give back to the community, you know, and in what ways do you do that? And can that reflect, you know, our brand positive positively. So what would your advice be for somebody that potentially would like to follow in your footsteps?
1: You know, I'd say just get involved, you know, like go to the gym, you know, see if there's any folks that are like looking to help like expand, you know, a climbing group that they have going on there, whether that's a women's club, whether that's like something similar to like the Brown Ascenders that's at my gym, um, or like Queer Crush, if that's also at my gym. Um, and if there's not a space like that and you feel like it's missing and, you know, it feels like it should be a thing, create it. You know, there's a bunch of other folks that you can find online that are very um, friendly that you can reach out to. And if you have any questions about sort of like, you know, well, how do I start this? Where do I begin? Like they're great resources. And I'm sure they wouldn't mind, you know, talking to you about it. Like, obviously, I haven't like formed any of these organizations. I just sort of like helped facilitate and like manage things and things or organize things and things like that. But, you know, like everybody that I've ever talked to within these groups is always like always friendly and down to talk about like whatever their organization about and impart some sort of wisdom about like what's worked for them, what hasn't things like that. But yeah, like getting, I feel like getting involved in the community is honestly like one of the best ways to sort of like follow what I guess I've (laughs) done. so far <laughs> you know like i i just love making new friends like that's like my biggest thing like, I, like it, even like my buddies on instagram there's this one guy that i've met online his name's glenn the climber and who lives in seattle and he like comes down here every once in a while for work and we we're just chatting one day online and he's like hey i'm like in your area you like want to meet up and i was like sure that sounds fine you know like it just i feel like that's the best way to just get involved is just you know, make friends, reach out to people and help out where you can. Because I feel like that, like as humans, like that's, you know, I, I think the one thing that we crave the most is like human interaction. And if I could make somebody's day better or, you know, make somebody feel included into this sport, which is like what my whole goal has been, because that's how I felt when I like came in. So I want to like make sure everybody feels that way. Um, I think that's like the best thing you can do.
0: Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. and it, it honestly comes full circle too. Like that's your why for doing all of this and for, you know, honestly volunteering all of your time and being such a big influence in the community as well in a really positive way. So you know, who are some of those people that you really look up to your role models per se in the industry that you have been, you know, maybe connected with, maybe not, but you really just like what they do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, obviously I mentioned like all the founders of the groups that I participate with, uh, you know, they're phenomenal folks. Uh, you know, I've connected with some athletes like Favia Dubrick. I think that's you, how you pronounce her last name. She's an amazing person. She's so nice and to also, like, see her like, transform online, like, all, like through her stories and stuff that she posts online. She's recently working through um, her fear of dynamic movement or, like, trying to, like, build up to dinos. Like, it's just so inspiring to see other folks' journey, you know, with things that they're battling through. Like, it makes you more of a person, like, and relatable obviously. Like, not everything is sunshine and rainbows um, you know, we all have tough times, things like that. Uh, photographer wise, like like I said, Irene Yi, somebody I'd look up to. Um Scott Crady as well. He's also like an adventure photographer that I recently connected with. He's great. Um and I'll, and you. <laughs> I mean, look at the things you're doing, (laughs) you know, like, it's just like you've like fundamentally like have changed my life in so many ways. Um, (laughs) You know, like it's obviously, it's not to say like, you know, like my boyfriend had mentioned, he ended up telling me later on um, to you during that women's meetup. He's like, Oh, I've never seen her like so confident before. And it's honestly the truth, you know, like before, I started working with you and like kind of like dealing with my mindset and just, you know, more training in general. Like I was very like, Oh, like, I don't think I can do this. Or like, Oh, this is too hard or, you know, just very sort of like, not necessarily like down on myself, but you know, it had this sort of like negative mindset around my like own capabilities and like self-limiting beliefs. Um and like after like talking with you and like working through that and like identifying like okay well where is this like a root like fear or this idea like stemming from like this is obviously like a deeper issue that's not just like climbing specific and like sort of like working through that is hard. It's so hard. And, and having someone like you to talk to, to like work through that and, it, you know, get past it, It's just, yeah, it, it's, cause it's applicable in all things in life, not just climbing, which I think, you know, is, is great, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Biggest compliment you could ever give me. I mean, I was not expecting that, but uh, you guys can't see because we're just recording our voices. But I like, I was like, oh my gosh, I had to walk out of frame for a second. But yeah, that that is honestly... Yeah, when Walter told me that, like he came up to me and he's like, I've never seen her so confident before. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I didn't tell April that, and neither did he. And I kind of was like, Okay, I'm gonna write this in an email, but I'm not gonna say who it's about because I don't want her to be embarrassed. But like, yeah, like you've honestly you've stepped into this like leadership role, and I just see this confidence like oozing out of you and your whole kind of like perspective on things is like it went from like I don't think I can do that to like I think that's possible for me yeah Mm
1: -hmm. I totally agree yeah like like even like that first before I looked at it and I was like oh this is totally my style I got this (laughs) like I eventually got it like it took me like two three tries and like before I would look at it like oh that's a v4 like that's not really I that's out of the realm of possibility you know Um, and sort of having that mindset shift is like, just, it's, it's wonders, honestly. If you guys have not worked with Chelsea, you need to. This is an unbiased plug. Like, it, it's honestly life changing.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I swear I did not bring her on. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about that, but it's been—I mean, honestly—it's been like the best nine months working with you because yeah. you work so hard. And anything you know, I tell you to like dig into the deep shit with your mindset, and you're like, okay, let's do it. You know, like it's not easy to figure out where those root causes are coming from and like, what's causing that fear of falling. It's not just the fear of falling. Like there's a lot of things wrapped up in there, you know, from childhood and really uncomfortable shit that, you know, I was asking you to face and you're like, okay, climbing, getting better at this is worth it to me. I'm willing to do the work.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I feel like that's also related to, like, you know, most other things that I have fears of, you know, in just my day-to-day life. I can sort of, like, uh, you know, objectively sort of look at things now and say, okay, well, this is related to what I went through when I was doing this, or, you know, when I had this sort of experience happen, like, and sort of, like, reworking that slowly. Um you know, and also like not even just like on a personal level, but also the things that you're doing for like the women's coaching industry, you know, like that's phenomenal to see so many different graduates of like your program go on to be like super successful, you know, like make coaching their like, you know, full-time jobs now and really thrive, you know, because like prior to you, the only person like I knew of, like as like a female coach was Natasha Barnes, like Natasha Barnes and you, and that was it. So, like, seeing all of these other women come up and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, I got this too. Like, that's just amazing. And, you know, and that leaves just you know, paves the way for so many other people, you know, to like become coaches if that's what their dream is. And uh, not only that, but also like make women feel like, you know, they have more of a choice to be able to choose who they want to work with. Because like, I feel like working with you, like, you know, we've talked about like my hormones and like, I'm like, Oh, I always have like a headache, like right. Like around like my period, like what is this related to, you know, like just having those sort of like conversations and being comfortable having those conversations. Um, I think is definitely helpful as opposed to like, you know, like having that conversation with like a dude coach (laughs) would not feel like the most comfortable.
0: Yes, one hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, just being able to like say, Hey, I'm having this issue. Like, let's talk about it. And for you, you know, like one of the things that we did a lot of work around, you know, mindset wise and training wise was your height. And mm-hmm. that was something that I think was holding you back for a while was you, not that you liked using the excuse like, Oh, I'm too short, but it was kind of a go-to, you know, and a lot of people really get stuck in that. So tell me a little bit more about like working through that height and climbing. And, you know, um, you said like Favia is a really big, Uh, role model for you in that as well like what is it about you know learning to be more dynamic and to use kind of like your height to your advantage that's been so helpful for you
1: yeah, so it's funny because my boyfriend's like 6'2", I think, and I'm like 5'3 on a good day. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, like when I always climb with him, he always jokes. And he's like, tall people reach and short people climb, you know, is, you know, or he'll just tell me, oh, just like reach for this. And I'm like, but I physically can't. so It's not an option, you know. Um, so I've been learning especially with my home all more recently, like drop knees are like so vital um, to being able to reach, you know, just get a few more inches to be able to reach something uh you know and being more comfortable with dynamic movement like I feel like just starting off slow which is what I love about like Fabia's journey with her dino process is just like you know just starting off small you don't have to do like this humongous dino to like the hold that's at the end of the route like you know just start at a hold you know that's off the ground and go to one that's maybe a couple feet up like two feet three feet up you know like don't make it attainable and make it so that like you aren't like instilling fear of the dino every single time you do it because otherwise it's going to make you not want to do it and it's just going to like you know ingrain that like right rightful you know quote air quote there uh, fear of doing whatever you're doing um You know, Favia is currently um, because I talked to her in one of her clinics. um, You know, she was dealing with like a power, like doing like power spots, right? So she would like do the dynamic movement, but then there was somebody there spotting her in case like she came off or something went wrong or things like that. And you know, the person just slowly would like start like not being as like hands on, and then eventually she got to the point where like they didn't have to be right there next to her to be able to like execute the move, which. I feel like it's totally helpful for me. Um, you know, with my home wall, I've been able to do dynamic movements because I know, the, you know, I'm not going to take that big of a fall. <laughs> like, it's really not going to be that bad. The landing is totally fine. Like, not, nothing's going to happen. Um, so, you know, just do it. And, like, I feel like the longer you give your yourself enough time to, like, sort of second guess yourself and doubt it is that's when like, that's it. That's all, that's all she wrote. It's over. You know, like you just, just, just do it. And just don't think about it. Just do it and don't let those negative thoughts sort of like creep in there because then that's just, that's going to stop you. Like it honestly is. I I feel like mindset is like a hundred percent a thing that's been limiting to my performance. Like, I feel like I could probably, you know, like climb a lot harder if I, like, didn't have, like, that, like, little voice in the back of my head that was just, like, oh, wait, you know, like, are you sure you got this? Are you sure? Like, I don't know, you know, and I'm sure everybody has that, too.
0: Yeah, and I mean, that's honestly, like, really great advice, too, like, don't hesitate, just do it, like, before you have time to think about it and being able to kind of, on your you know, while at home know that, Hey, I'm not even going to take that big of a fall and have mm-hmm. that be really reassuring for you. Like, that's the way to go about it is to just like, okay, you know, I don't need to start by doing the massive dyno. I can start yeah. it down and really taking this step by step. And then, you know, when you do eventually get back into the gym, that's going to be the same thing that you do there. Like, okay, let's start with a little bit of dynamic movement. We don't have to go all out, but just see how that feels.
1: Yeah. And I feel it's like the same way with like any sort of thing that like you're like afraid of, you know, falling has been something that's been a work in progress for me for a long time in the gym. <laughs> that's falling on lead, that is. So, uh, you know, just slowly working up and taking falls and like, you know, being able to sit there and say, hey, look, like this circumstance was safe, like this fall was safe. And sort of like having doing that enough times where you get that ingrained in your mind that, hey, look, this happened, this happened one, and it I ended up okay, too. You know, and having enough of those experiences where you finally are able to get comfortable with it and say, okay, it's not that bad. So then you move up to the, you know, say, go up two holds to the next, you know, portion and then fall and repeat that sort of same pattern. It doesn't happen overnight. i just straight just gonna put that out there it does not happen overnight this is a long long haul folks (laughs) but you eventually get there and it's so worth it at the end
0: yeah I love that so tell my audience a little bit more about where they can find you if they want to connect with you if they want to follow along more on your journey um April has an amazing Instagram so (laughs) if you're not following her you need to
1: you can find me online at uh, April Climbs. It's my handle on Instagram. I also have a website where I do um, gear reviews on uh, climbing shoes and other products. That's uh, also Aprilclimbs.com, make everything very straightforward and simple. Um,
0: and my DMs are always open. So if you want to chat, feel free to send me a DM. Yeah. If you want to feel really good about yourself, just talk with April. She'll make you <laughs> feel amazing. She's one of the nicest people. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I had so much fun talking with you. And I think that this is going to be so helpful for so many people.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Chelsea.
0: Thank you so much to April for coming on the show today. So if you guys loved this episode, make sure you tag me, tag April on Instagram, share a story. Let me know that you are loving what you're hearing. This helps me out so much. And you know what also helps me out? If you go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes, I would be so appreciative. Keep in mind, I do a giveaway each and every month for a free training plan based on the reviews. So if you send in a review, you could be eligible to win a training plan. See you guys next episode.